I launched my nail polish brand eight years ago, I was so excited about the prospect of creating something, but I was also very new to the e-commerce space and business in general. So I got quickly caught up with the realities of running a business that wasn't really adapted to market realities. So today I'm sharing some of the lessons and mistakes that I made along the way so that you can make informed decisions as you build your e-commerce business or brand from scratch. The nature of my products, my distribution channels, the high cost of marketing are some of the things that I hadn't properly planned for. So I assumed that a great product would sell itself once people became aware of it. With literally every product service one click away, it's easy to assume that tapping into the e-commerce space is simple. However, for many startups, including mine, that assumption is quickly replaced by reality and adjustments have to be made in order to stay in the game. This is a fiercely competitive space, but full of opportunities. Hello friend, I'm your host Angie Gabriel and welcome to my podcast, the safe and hassle-free place for you to explore your passions, your ideas and your dreams and to find inspiration, resources and the community that you need to turn them into a thriving online business. So if that sounds like something that you want, please feel free to join the community. So ease of setup does not equal ease of business. The success of any e-commerce business depends greatly on understanding the international market trends, choosing the right channels, models and systems, and most importantly, the right product for the right niche. Targeting the right audience and choosing adequate channels of communications are some of the keys to the success of every e-commerce business. As the continuous shifts and change and changes in the global market call for businesses to become more and more flexible and adaptable in order to take hold of the many opportunities that are out there to make money online. So here are the eight things that you need to know before you get started. One, understand your unique contribution. Begin with asserting your worthiness, your creative freedom, and your ability to live life on your own terms with clarity of purpose. This will help you understand yourself and avoid dysfunctional behavior that may affect your decision making as a new business owner. I saw my insecurities show up in the most unexpected ways. Like every little setback felt like rejection and brought up a lot of my childhood trauma. So do the inside work and build the self-awareness that you need to move ahead and to show up as you are and avoid the trap of wanting to have it all together. The beauty of understanding your voice is so crucial for the journey since we are all drawn to expressing ourselves and through this expression we find a sense of connection with each other. Number two, the going might get tough. Be clear about what you want this business to do for you so that you can fully prepare for it. Starting a business can be hard. The idea of being your own boss sounds very exciting, as it should, but entrepreneurship is in nature emotionally, physically, and financially taxing, and it can get very lonely at times. So it's important that you clearly define your concept and the need that it would address and assign time and resources accordingly. In the words of Lindsay Mansell, 
Starting your own business is like riding a roller coaster. There are, there are highs and lows and every turn you take is another twist. The lows are really low and the highs can be really high. You have to be strong, keep your stomach tight and ride along with the roller coaster that you started. Number three, bringing your solution to the right audience. Your offer has to be a clear solution to an existing problem. Some of the things that I had missed while defining my ideal persona are the behaviors and the lifestyles of some of these customers of mine. Women didn't buy their own nail polishes. They went to the salon and had the nails done there. And most importantly, the people that, the demographics that I had assumed had the disposable income was actually very price sensitive. So there was not enough market share for me to tap into. Do a thorough marketing research. For example, my product was in the dangerous good category and was heavy, so it cost me so much more in shipping. This is obviously applicable to you if you plan on selling a physical product. The customs also considered my product a luxury good, which meant that I paid about 55% in taxes. Now, I know there are different tariffs and tax regimes for every country, but these are some of the things that you should research before you embark on your entrepreneur journey, because doing business online opens you up to a global audience and market. So know your product's dimensions, weight, variation, shelf life, durability, lead time, and any restriction attached to it. Check the World Bank website for cross-border logistics performance and simplyduty.com to calculate import and duty taxes so that you know how much tax you'll be paying if you are importing or exporting your products. Other tools that you can check include Google, include Google Trends, Google Market Finder, and Basumo to find more about the most ideal market to enter and how to build strategy around your market intelligence. Number five, choosing a novelly competitive niche. No matter how great your product is, you should always pay attention to what the competition is doing. I was up against already established cheaper brands and people didn't really care that my products had fewer uh, toxins in them, were long lasting, ethical or even vegan friendly. You have to choose niches that are not too saturated or overly competitive unless you have a sizable marketing budget. I learned that the hard way. Six, assessing the viability and the profitability of your business. You have to decide on a pricing strategy and have financial projection done that will help you break even, make profits, and eventually scale your business. Some of, so those are some of the things that you really have to think about from the outset. How much are you buying your product for? How much are you selling it for? What other costs will you incur? And what pricing model will you choose? How long will it take you to become profitable? You'll be surprised to find out that a lot of the so-called successful businesses are not even profitable, not even in the fifth year of operation. Cash is queen. And one of the things that blew my mind is how much I had to spend on marketing and promotion. Since I was a new player nobody knew about, I had to make sure that I put my product in front of a wider audience. So think about that and how you're going to keep 
cash flowing into your business. Otherwise, you're going to be frustrated and tempted to quit. Educate yourself in finance. To my previous point about product knowledge, my product being in the dangerous goods made it impossible for me to scale my business and export it to other countries due to the high cost of transport and custom duties. Number seven, proper resource and value mapping. I had spent so much money on my product design and development that I literally had no money for advertising or hiring. I I hadn't mapped up my business value system and operations and decided or who would be in charge of what so i was so overwhelmed running my business with so little help so define your business processes and design systems around the right so you can allocate the right resources to avoid unnecessary burnout number eight prioritizing mental health and well-being so i had subscribed to this hustle mentality and all the subliminals that we are fed about success of working myself to overwhelm and extreme fatigue to the point where i didn't even enjoy running my business you don't have to subscribe to that kind of mentality you have to learn how to work smart and make the right connections and automate your business so that it can work for you in the long run and you can reap the benefits of your hard work. This is what I've implemented in this go around and it's working for me fine. I'm very much in my femininity and I'm not trying to compete with the boys. I've let creativity and my God-given purpose be the driving forces. So creating a work-life balance is extremely important. This is not a right race. Study your habits and your desires and decide what you want this newfound passion to do for you that isn't necessarily monetary and listen to your body and make rest part of your productivity schedule. I hope that this was an eye opener and that it will help you create a brand that will thrive and make profit. I want to know where you are on your journey so please feel free to comment and let me know what you up to and what you think about what we just discussed and if you need any help please feel free to book a one-on-one session it's free we can get to decide uh where we move this from and then check the links for resources so you can get started on your journey very equipped for this great opportunity and this great place that you're on thank you so much for watching and listening take good care of yourself Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. If you are a female creator and need a place to start creating the business that you love in a community where you feel seen and supported, then please join the tribe. The details are in the show notes. Until next time, stay creative and stay blessed.